Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. All right. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Agile for Humanities um, meetup, September meetup. And today we are going to hear from Timmy. I will not do her the dishonor of saying the last name and let her do that. <laughs> Who is speaking? Timmy is speaking on agile communication for agile practitioners. Timmy has worked extensively 15 years in the technology industry as a product person and a project manager in the United Kingdom and North America. So she's dual citizenship here. Timmy gets her energy in people empowerment and coaching. She is in career and business. Timmy is ever learning and ever giving. She is also a member of the John C. Maxwell leadership team. John C. Maxwell. And speaker, she's a speaker who is dedicated to helping individuals awaken their extraordinary value and potential. She is passionate about herself and career development. Timmy is also a DISC certified consultant with um, Maxwell Company, and she brings that deep experience in business analysis, product and project management, product management. And Timmy has also worked in these capacities in health tech and applied sciences, sciences industries across Europe and North America. Welcome, Timmy. We are looking forward to hearing all that you will share today. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. That was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm going to share my screen shortly. But whilst I do that, it'll be nice to know where people are from. I'm from Montreal. Well, I am in Montreal. Canada. It'd be nice to know where other people are from. So we'll just type it in the chat. Let's see whether we have people from all over the world represented. That would be cool. Can you beat? Yep. Beat a bit. So we got. Oh, all the US. Okay. UK. Okay, good. I used to live in the UK. I love that. <laughs> Welcome here. I'm going to share my screen. I did it a few minutes ago. I'm going to share again. So we're going to start with a game because I love playing games. We're going to do a lot of <laughs> learning by doing. Can you see my screen? I guess you see with the slides, right? Give me yes or no there, please. Yes, yes, yes. Animal prints. Okay, all good now. All right, so we are going to start with a game. Okay, so this is, um, I should say thank you again, Dr. Dave, <laughs> for inviting me here. Thank you, and thank you, Dina. Thank you all for joining. It's good that you are investing in yourself. It's going to be a time of, well, I'm ever learning. So we're going to learn together and uh, share thoughts together, okay? So let's start with this game. These are all skins of animals, and I want you to take a moment to Get a notepad, please, and pen. And um, guess, it's a guessing game, pattern recognition guessing game. So I want you to guess number one, just write it down somewhere. Uh, number one, what animal is this? Number two, what animal is this? Number three, and number four, I'll give you five, sec 10 seconds, 10, nine, eight, six. Did anybody see that? That was that was I was just cheating. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. So are we are you all finished? All right. So well, thank you again for showing up. It's a pattern recognition game. I'm going to come back to that. Um, and I also want you to think about when I come back to it, I want to think of, I want you to think about your behavior as you begin to identify the animals, how were you, what were you, what were you thinking when you saw this one? What did you think about? How did you, how did you sort of adjust or cling your body? Okay, so we have the, did you get that? Did anybody get this first one? You got this one. Mark, mark your, <laughs> it's a student class now, teaching student, mark your class, Dalmatian and the zebra and the giraffe. So as you identified each of the animal, what came to your mind? What was your reaction? You can just note these things down because I'm going to come back to it later. Would you behave the same way around a giraffe or a tiger? Would you have the same behavior with a Dalmatian or a zebra? Let's say you go to the safari park. What kind of 
the actions that you take when you when you come close to a zebra are you likely to roll down your windows are you going to if you come back come across a giraffe are you going to roll down your windows if you come across a tiger are you going to roll down your windows or not hopefully not but okay so not all that and i'll come back to it later on okay so Again, Agile communications for Agile practitioners, and it's going to be about adapting our communications for deeper connection and influence with people. So when you say we are Agile practitioners or we are Agilists, what does that mean? Because sometimes people, what do you mean you, are, you are practice Agile? What does, that, what does that mean in theory? So I know there's so many you know, roles, responsibilities, and titles, uh, including product manager, scrum master, business analyst, uh, release engineer, et cetera. And the commonality is that we use this agility framework in our businesses, in organizations, with our teams. What I've realized, um, as Zina was introducing me, I've walked around different teams, uh, different uh, countries, different nationalities. What I've realized is that it's important to, to be able to succeed as an agilist, whatever the title is, you need to be able to communicate effectively and collaborate effectively. Otherwise, whatever you want to do doesn't quite, it's not quite successful. So in my times of, you know, going around the countries and teams and businesses, et cetera, before I became matured, as I, or as I grew in my, in my maturity in, in my career, one thing would always come to my mind, and I want to check whether you resonate with that, is how can I win in this conversation? So I go about, many. this was me many, many years ago, how can I win? I really want to win this conversation. Whatever I'm winning means, whether I want to make a change, I want to introduce a change, I just want to win, I just want to win. But as I grew, as I, as I grew and matured in my in my career, I realized that that really isn't the goal. You know, it's not about me winning that conversation. It's not about me, you know, getting up to say yes, it's done. I'm going to introduce the change. It's it's really that really shouldn't be the goal. You know, the goal should be about all the participants in that conversation, they come away feeling and thinking. Very important, they feel and think the two different things that they've won because they have a stick in the decision that was made. The goal really is that everybody wins together. Whatever that thing is, we all win together. So it might not it might it might be that I want to introduce a change. I've had conversations with my key stakeholders, or the you know key decision makers, and they say no. Well, I still should not come away from that conversation feeling I've not won, because I should have felt I've been heard. I should have felt I've been acknowledged. And this is very, very important. As, as I go through, you see why this is very important as agilists, because we are either introducing the agility, we're coaching people in that agile mindset, we're in a change program, or we're trying to get our people to work together to change their mind because there's a new priority. There's always this conversation. There's always this, there's always this uh, conversation. There's always this negotiation going on. So my question to you, again, write it down, is... Do you disagree or agree with this? Is it about me, you as a person winning? Or is it about everybody coming out, feeling and thinking that we've won in that conversation? If you think yes, nod your head. I think we got reactions, right? Let's see. Yeah, you could do reactions as well, can't you? And you're more... Oh. Can you do reactions here? Can you give reactions? Emojis? We think, yes, that is it. Thumbs up. No. <laughs> Thanks, Williams. No. Okay. Fine. Okay. So we agree. That's good. That's a good place to start. So how do we achieve this win-win situation? Okay. I'll show you how. I'll walk you through how we can, from my experience, from having conversations with other agilists, mature agilists in the, in the world, I'll come, I'll walk through some scenarios and you can, we, we'll, we'll get into that. But before then, I want to give you, um, and I want you to use your imagination now in this particular scenario, you've had a conversation with somebody or with people, you come away feeling and thinking that, and, and I'm stressing the feeling and thinking, okay? Minds, logic, <laughs> and hearts, okay? You come away feeling and thinking that you were not heard or acknowledged. I want you to describe that feeling with one of these emojis, which I'm going to show. So one being not very frustrated, 
smile, you're really frustrated and sad. And this is like, oh gosh, I love this conversation. I want to have it again. <laughs> this is when you've not, you felt you were not heard. You felt you were not acknowledged. Type it in. How do you feel? How would you feel? Let's see the charts. One or three. Yeah. Nobody, four. You want to have the conversation again, Dr. Dave? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just fat fingered, so my fault. <laughs> Going too fast. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Mostly one or three. Yeah, it's it's really sad. And so this is you in that position of being a receiver. So we have conversation sender and, and receiver. You are the receiver. You feel that way. And so because we're agilists, we're also we also do practice empathy. Like, can you imagine you've had a conversation with somebody and somebody goes away feeling like number three? Well, that should not be our role. We should not make anybody go away with us feeling number three or number one. Okay. So let's keep going. I give another scenario. So this is one scenario. Give another scenario. This happens to me quite often. I don't know if it happens to you too. But you're having a WhatsApp call with somebody and um it says we're connecting. It happens to me quite a while. My parents are in Africa, in Nigeria, and a long distance call. You call them and it's like we're connecting and it comes back again. And my mom says, okay, what were you saying? You know, once there is a break in that conversation, when there is a, there is a disconnect in that conversation, maybe not necessarily a telephone conversation about one-to-one. -one. If there is a disconnect, everything you say afterwards, it's going through the left hair, coming out through the right hair because the person is not taking it anymore. And once that there is that disconnect, there is no way you can get through to the person. Okay, so that's that's one. That's this is another one where you've been on the service line, customer service especially. Your your call is important to us. Your thirty, you know, your thirty-eight number on the line. You wait for about an hour, and then something happens. These things are very frustrating. Okay, who resonates with this? Maybe it's just me. If you resonate, thumbs up, thumbs down. If you don't, maybe it's just me. Maybe just be the only person in the world. <laughs> you do? Okay, great. All right. So, <laughs> surprise. So this is what we're saying. It's it's once there is a break, that is it. But then when you're having this conversation, and I hear this a lot, at the responsibility. So the, the the responsibility of you, the sender, is that the people understands what you're going, what you're saying, the intent and the content. Now. I've been in situations where, you know, working with different people in the world, and I, necessarily, I don't want to mention nationalities now, but, you know, you're talking to a set of people, cultures, etc., and somebody comes up to say, oh, my God, why are they not listening to me? Why are they not listening? It feels as if they're not listening. It's, it feels as if I'm talking to a brick wall, you know? Your your responsibility is that the person understands the content. So if you put yourself in that position whereby, well, my responsibility is not just to pass the information out, give the content, but that the person comes up to say, yes, I get it. Yes, I understand it. If you put yourself in that role, then you should be asking yourself, am I the brick wall here? Or am I the guy at the other hand? Because it could be the case that you are the person actually making it up clear to the person, to the other, to the other person, how am I the brick wall? It's, it's, it's going back and, and, you know, introspecting, looking in what we talk about this in, in agility practice, introspecting, how am I doing? How am I communicating? How am I showing up in my communication? So instead of being judgmental, you really need to look inwards and check, is my, is my conversation really, is my communication really Claire, is it jumbled? And I give an example. I remember a while back and we were, I set up a meeting with this people, set of people we wanted to, I titled it Roadmap, Roadmap, Roadmap Presentation, senior team of the, of the company. And I got there, you know, product roadmap, of course, we know what product roadmap is. I shared it, uh, reasons why we've picked these things for these quarters, X, Y, Z. And I realized that it was a particular person. Uh, again, as we are jealous, when, when you're presenting, you're looking at people and understanding that they really get the following, following, following along. So I realized there was uh, like at least two people there, two people that were not very engaged. 
with me. And I was wondering, you know, I was really at a loss because when I said I was going to do this meeting, they were, you know, wanting to do it. So they were really at a loss. And at the end of the call, at the end of the meeting, I had to go meet them. But was it not clear? You know, it's not set in stone. You know, the way you talk about it, it's not set in stone. We can still change it. Obviously, it's still open. It's still open for changes and corrections. And they said, well, they weren't looking for what they were looking for was specific dates, specific deliverables, who's doing what, at when, the dependencies. Okay, so that's, well, that's a project plan that is a product roadmap. Again, for me, instead of me then saying, don't you know what a product roadmap is? I'm looking at what, did I not make it clear to them? Did I assume that when I say product roadmap, everybody understands what that is? And it's so it's such a topic that comes about sometimes like, okay, what is a product roadmap? What is that? It's really cadence. You know, they get into that argument. So what I took away from there was, okay, next time, make it clear, this is what a, P, a product roadmap looks like. Give a screenshot in the, meeting, in, the, before, in the meeting invite so that they can prepare themselves. I am not judgmental. I look at what I can, how can I be better? How can I improve? And this is what we're going to be talking about today. How am I showing up in my communication? Because deeper, good communication, greater communication gives birth to deeper connection gives birth and results into greater influence and as agilists we're influential we're very very influential we might not have direct reports because that's just the way we are but we're so so influential in that business and we are relied upon for a lot of things i did not say it in the beginning but if you wait to the end of the <laughs> if you wait to the end of the session i have a gift for you tomorrow is my birthday i'm feeling very generous so wait until the end of the session i have a gift for you okay so i saw this uh oh go on, go on a bit i saw this thing in um, product school it says in the mind of a product product manager communication is 40 percent design is 20 percent and engineering is 20 percent business acumen is 20 percent so basically if you these are sort of uh, technical skills, but communication is 40%. Then I am saying inside the head of Agilist, we are constantly communicating. Like we talk all day, meetings all day, influencing all day, deliberating all day, negotiating, facilitating all day. That's our role. And then I also put a LinkedIn uh, survey out in February thereabout, asking people, a dividend to men, women, either in project or product, what skill set is the most critical for success? The other women who all the women who voted said comes and connection and the men, it's in between, but you could actually still see that 50% of 57% of them said it's communication and connection. Very, very important because we're influencers and who are we influencers? A lot of people. That's why it's so important to, to understand what we are doing. We're engaging with the sales, with the marketing, with clients, with customers, line managers, scrum team, all sort of people we're engaging with them. And so what would, what should be your superpower really as an agilist, apart from the technical stuff? Well, yes, as a Chrome master, you can do your bond charts, you can do your velocity, you can, you can do all that. As a product manager, you can, you know, elicit the, the, do your strategy, do the discovery. Even to do the discovery, you need something. What should be your superpower? Type in a chart. What do you think? Superpower, listen and communicate, yeah? Yes, Mike, thank you. Listen and communicate, yeah? What else, who else has any customers? Yeah, but it's also, so Dr. Dave, I see you writing customer-centric, centricity. It's also listening to them, isn't it? Yeah, bridging the gap. It's all of the above. As I love the <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just bridging the gap or listening. It's seeing them, experiencing them. It's all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Reading the room. I like that. It's very important. You have to read the, read the room. Read what is unsaid. <laughs> Pick up what is unsaid across the country, across the nationalities. Everything matters, okay? So your superpower is really communication, reading the room, um, listening, which is part of communication, I will say. 
And what do we do, you know, as as the super super people? We're influencing, you're motivating, you're informing, you're asking, you're urging the gang if you're into product uh, project management or scrum master. Now I'm going to give you a few quotes and then we'll go deep down into some more details. So this is from Dale Kennedy. He's saying that the ability, the, the person who has a tech knowledge plus the ability to communicate with people, one, and the ability to connect with people, motivating them to act, to assume leadership, for that person to assume leadership is added for higher earning power. So lots of other people have said this that I know about in terms of you've done all that technical stuff. Now you want to rise higher in your, in your career. What should you focus on now? Communication and connection. Okay. Again, HBR, Harvard Business Review said the same thing. Number one criteria for advancement and promotion for professionals, ability to communicate effectively. Warren Buffett, if you know him, to get ahead, focus on your communication skills. So what we're doing now is very important. <laughs> very, very important. And if you're on top of your game now, you can even be better. If you're if you're you think you've reached the top, you can share this you know, once this once the video is out, share it with other people so they can see. So you know we talked about pattern recognition, the leopard, the the tiger and the and the zebra and all that. What we saw there is that we experienced the the power of knowing the pattern. And once you know the pattern, if you, if, you, if you were in the safari park, you would know what to expect from each of these animals. Some are well, some are just tame animals that you can actually put carrots into their mouth. They love it, like the giraffe. You, you know what to expect. You know how to prepare. I know you will get a safe outcome in terms of the animals. But even if you were talking with people, you may have a better outcome for them. And this holds true for in our you know, lives and outside work, even relationships. When we become aware of patterns and how they communicate, we not only know the kind of communication to expect from those people, but you, you, you yourself, you can better prepare for that communication and how you can adjust your behavior to interact with them. Okay, so we're going to go through some, some scenarios and you actually see, looking at human behavior analysis, you can see how people are different. Okay, yes, we know people are different, but people can be predictably different, whether you're green, yellow, white, black, orange, whatever color you are, whatever nationality you are. I have seen that working with Indians and Chinese and Asians and Latin Americans and Europeans and Africans. Yes, very different people but predictably different. Okay, so let's talk about my favorite topic, <laughs> which is the DISC. If you're aware of it, it's a behavioral analysis tool and behavioral analysis looking at human behavior and analyzing. And this particular one is Maxwell, John Maxwell, the uh, part of the learning organization that I belong, I belong to, I'm part of. Uh, this particular DISC has been it's been around for a while, and some of the data I'm going to give unto you, will, you would see the data spans over generations and years of study across different, uh, different regions and geographies, and it comes out to give something consistent about people. Okay, so some of the things you'll take away will be how you, how you can recognize behavior, be, patterns of behavior in yourself, very important, how you can recognize in other people, the four types of uh, discs that we have and the key strategies on how to improve, okay? As I go through this, I really want you to, that's why I have a pen and paper. I want you to, to listen and begin to think in words, how am I showing up? You know, that was the first question I asked, how am I showing up? And it's very important because whilst you don't have a control over <clears throat> the tiger biting you, <laughs> or the leopard bites in you, you can prepare yourself for that encounter. Very, very important. Okay, very important. So you go through and say, like, how am I showing up? What is my own pattern of behavior? Because change to change, you need to be self-aware. To adapt to behavior, you need to be self-aware. Okay. Before I go through that, this this is not to box anybody into a corner or you know put a lid on you and label it. Say this is who you are. That's not the point. The point is to know how I show up, how I'm, how I naturally show up. Okay, and though is DISC, you we all have we all exhibit a little bit of DISC, but there's some that are more pronounced. So for example, 
I am in SC. CS rather, I am more pronounced. Naturally, this is my style. Now, if I'm working with a D person, I need to be able to adapt myself to, to suit a D person. And then we'll go through all that in a bit, okay? But just to understand that it's not about labeling anybody. It's not even to label you, but to bring self-awareness to yourself. All clear? Are we clear there? Good, okay. Good, so some examples, some examples for you. <laughs> Test scenario, you're waiting for an elevator. As the door begins to open, you secretly hope that no one is in the elevator. So you can, so you won't have to go through the awkward moment of talking with a person or asking about the weather <laughs> or trying to figure out what to say with them. So you press the bell, press the bell of the elevator from the floor you want, and then the, the button opens up button of the elevator opens up just shoes the door and the floor numbers as they change you begin to look through it you wish the elevator would go a little faster so you can make your quick quiet exit because there was somebody there unfortunately for you if that is you thumbs up no good nobody's okay so fine you don't have a problem with people being able to so for this person person or type um, or style, the person is reserved and and they are C's and the S's, okay? The C's and the S's are reserved people. They're hoping their elevator is empty. This is actually me. I don't want, I don't want to have to chat with people in the elevator. I just want to go in, get out, come in, you know, that's me. Naturally, that's me. So C's, C's and S's are more reserved. They're hoping the elevator is empty. But if there is, if there's anybody in the elevator, the S person is able to come out and say, hi, how are you? Talk about the weather like we do in, the, in Britain. <laughs> we just find a topic to talk about. Now, same elevator uh, scenario. And now, now, as the door begins to open, you're curious and excited to see who's inside, who's on the inside of it. The minute you walk into it, you say, hello, how are you? <laughs> how was the day? What's your plan for Friday? What's your plan for weekend? And you just, you know, stir up conversation with them. Whether you know them or not, this is just you. If this is you, thumbs up. <laughs> Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's good. So you're more outgoing. You're more outgoing there. You're doing high. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right. That's good. I'll give you another scenario. The D people, though, they don't mind anybody in the elevator. They are very dominant as this. So they love it. So I'll give you another example of vacation. Okay. You're planning a vacation. You're very focused on what needs to get done in order to go. So yeah, this kind of person is thinking, you have a list, mow the lawn, get somebody to cut seats. I used to cut seat people, <laughs> cut seats, some, seat some cuts. I used to do that. Get a dog seater. Um, the flowers are going to be watered. You have to arrange for that. You have a list of stuff to do. Uh, you're checking that the hospital, the hotel has a Wi-Fi, ETC, you know, you, you know, putting things in order. You have a list of stuff to do. If this is like you on a vacation thing, thumbs up. Very much action-oriented, yeah. Yeah, it's good, very much action-oriented. Yeah, the C, the Ds and the Cs, yeah, I, I could be, I, I'm like that as well. Stuff to do, so I get myself to, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get myself too worried about these things. So Ds and Cs are quite focused on getting things done. They're very much action-oriented, and it's great. It's, it's beautiful. On the vacation mood, again, you are thinking about the connections you're going to have, the people you're going to see, the, you know, the, the auntie you're going to talk to, the auntie who's probably divorced and you're trying to see whether they're going to remarry again. Have they found new love in their life? Your deep, deep conversations and relationships you want to get into. If that is you, thumbs up. Again, okay, Mike, good, I love that, okay. And if that is you, you're very much people-oriented, okay? Let me go back to that, people-oriented. On Another one is, instead of you thinking about the people you want to have these con conversations with, you're thinking about the experience, like the fun you're going to have, the, the places you're going to visit, the things you're going to do, like the fun, fun, fun. If you are more of a fun person, 
exploration. Yeah, it's vacation time. Yes. Thumbs up. I don't know. Who doesn't love vacation? Thank you, Christine. <laughs> so you, you, yeah, you are IS, very people-oriented. So we did say action-oriented people, tax-oriented people are D and uh, Ds and Cs. People-oriented are Is and Ss, much about experience, the high people, the Ss, more about the relationship one-to-one. -one. Cs and Ss are also quite reserved when D and Is are outgoing, if you want to use that word, okay? Again, it's important. Why, why am I going through this? So that we know how we show up now. Okay. Once we know how we are, we, we ourselves, how we show up, we can begin to know where we can make amends or, or adapt, not necessarily make amends because it, it's not wrong, but adapt to suit other people because not everybody will be a DI. Not everybody is an IS like you and IS. Not, not everybody is going to be like you uh, or talk like you. So to avoid that, Am I speaking to the brick wall? We'll go through that, okay? So <clears throat> DIS, I'll go through it in a minute. And I, I quite recall, um, it's quite interesting. I quite recall dealing with somebody who was a, let's go back to that. And I'm a CS dealing with an ID. The action's not, not too bad because we are lying on that part of it. But the high is very energetic, <laughs> highly energetic individual. Let's just go have fun. And I'm thinking, no, we've got to finish this work. We've got to finish this work. We've got to deliver this thing on time. We almost don't have time for lunches. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was actually rubbing off on a bad note. Like, and I'm being called, oh, Timmy, you, you overwork us sometimes because I was working as a project manager then. Timmy, you overwork us at some time. Do I really overwork you? I'm sorry, I didn't realize that sometimes you skip lunches or you have lunch on your table. Why do you have to go out to have lunch? Little things like that. Working with, with a team, <laughs> dinner is like, oh, yes. These subtle things that give, give rise to conflict, I've seen a lot. <laughs> but it's important to understand that working for, for an high person, going out of the office, Mingling with people outside, having lunch with people outside is how they get their energy. So if I don't get my energy like that, I shouldn't deny somebody else who gets their energy like that. Do you know, little, little things matter. All right. So D people, we talk about them now. Okay. D people, research says this, this are facts uh, checked. Okay. 3% of the population of this world are, are D. D people, they, are, they seek control, they're very decisive, they're result-oriented, action-oriented, and they're very direct. So when it comes to converse, confrontation or conflicts, they will come to you directly and say things. And if they're not very mature, they rob you off on the bad side because they just cut through the chase. <laughs> okay, You need to be aware of those people. Uh, but they're also lovely to be with. Uh, they are driven by authority, obviously. They like to take control. You could have seen places and times when I've set the agenda, I've set up the meeting, and a deep person comes in wants to rule the meeting. It's not because they mean anything bad. It's just because the way they are wired, they want to take control. They embrace changes that will get them results, which is good. And they trust reality. So what they don't like, and it's very important for you to know, is that they don't like being taken advantage of. D people, they don't like that. Um, they, as I said, when you're having conversations with them, you want to be brief, direct, and to the point. I recall, uh, <laughs> I recall looking at some execs having conversations. A D person was here and a high person was here. And this high exec level, the high person was giving the report of what's happening. And, you know, I tend to put jazz and the music and extra notes and stuff <laughs> into the music because that's just the way they are. And the high person you could, you know, within the hair, within the, within the room was literally almost going ahead to say, so what happened? So what happened? And, you know, doing like that, so what happened? Um, so it's important to know, and watching it from him, you know, sometimes like, oh gosh. But it's important to know that when you're meeting with a D person, the how doesn't really matter. The fluff stuff, you know, as an high person, the fluffy stuff, it really doesn't matter right now. I just want the results. So what did you do? So what happened? What were the results? So what's happening next? What, what, what? Don't ramble too much. Don't discuss problems and uh, and leave it like that. You want to talk about the outcomes. D people are just like that. 
as I said, as I'm walking through it, I want you to think how, how, what is my preference? Is this me? And is this what I like? Because if this is you, this is how you like to be spoken to. It is how you like to be communicated to. Okay. Is this the way I like people to communicate with me? You ask yourself, is this my default when communicating? Let's talk about the high people. High people are fun-loving people, really, really fun-loving people, 11% of the world population, very persuasive, very spontaneous, very friendly. They're not afraid of the stage, not afraid of the spotlights. They're just, you know, full of energy. It's fun to have them in the team. You know, when you're talking about team organized, team, team away day, yeah, they, they jump on it. They want to they give ideas. That's just not fun-loving people. Um, could be very emotional and animated. They tell love stories and great encouragers. They don't like rejection and they don't like loss of approval. So if you bear that in mind, if you're talking to an R person, but if, or if you see yourself as an high, you don't want somebody else to do all the talking because you are talk you like talking yourself. You don't want to ignore an high an high person's idea. Um they like to be appreciated and you have to, you know, have to make it verbal to them. They, they need time for socializing. They're not so much detail-oriented people and they don't like long conversations going on and going on because they get bored and they switch off. You know, we talked about the disconnect. Once an eye person disconnects from the conversation, everything you say is out. Dina, are you laughing? What's going on there, Dina? I can't wait to hear. Tell me. Tell us. I think I'm definitely an I. <laughs> I'm probably, I've never taken the test, but of all the things that you said, it's like you're reading my book right now. Oh dear. <laughs> um, but they're lovely to be with, as I said, if you have, at least you need some of them on your team. Okay, so that's an high person. Now, a S person, 69% of the population, they're very team oriented, they're more into the loyalty kind of thing, the, the follow through, the accepting, you know, you, you tend to see these people in the HR usually, um, but they're very easygoing, agreeable, good listeners, compassionate, and they treasure peaceful relationships. What they don't like though is confrontation and loss of security. So bearing that in mind, if you're an, if you're an an S person, I've been talking to somebody, you want that person to at least be friendly, okay? Because S people are friendly. Show interest in them as a person. They're very much into that one-to-one conversation and one-to-one -one relationships and very much deep. They're, they don't come across as aggressive and they don't like confrontation, okay? They like to have clarity, you know? They don't like too much changes, they do, but they like to have clarity and structure, put structure to it and give them time to adjust. Okay, again, ask yourself, is this the way I like people to communicate with me? Is this my default when communicating? Okay, moving on to our Cs, very, uh, the 17% 17, 17 of the population, very compliant, they're analytical, they're logical, they're planners, they're accurate, they have, they're very keen on accuracy, get your facts checked, get the details right kind of people. Um, and they're lovely to be with, you know, especially when they're in the finance, you probably want to show you know that you're right on track on your money and your spend. They seek environment that honors logic and facts probably hear them say that doesn't that doesn't make any sense you know some of the words they say they're very accurate detail oriented and they don't like criticism and that's because they before they come to say stuff they've done their, they've dotted all their t's and the dotted all their i's and crossed all their t's they put a lot of work so when they come in to deliver work and you criticize it you could be rubbing them off totally bear that in mind. When communicating with them, you want to provide all the details. You want to use validated facts. It's quite important for, I, ha I have a scenario, a DC person, uh, a line manager is a DC, and I think I have a scenario somewhere there. Line manager is a DC and this person's an IS. Okay, so DC, very direct, wants it to be in control, actions oriented, facts checks, you know, numbers has to be there. And I, I especially is more like fluffy. Things are fluffy. So it comes in to bring 
Dana, I'm sorry. <laughs> you come and you drop a report and the DC keeps crossing things out. And, and these are high, I'm talking about VPs, VP level, huh? crossing things out. And the IS comes to me to say, oh, Tammy, can you imagine what this person did? Was just took, like literally took a red pen and was crossing my stuff out. Will you? Oh, it, it wasn't, it was, it's funny now looking at it, but at that point, it was really bad. It was so frustrated. It wasn't happy to come to work anymore because, yeah, but you know, I guess the DC person wasn't doing it intentionally, but this is, sorry, this is how it's coming across, you know? So it's important to know, and because we are in that scrum agility world, we, we are very influential. Once the person disconnects with you because you're, you have your red pen crossing their stuff out, there is no any there is no information I want to pass across that will make the person work with you as a team or desire to work with you as a team or want to be um, to align with you. So it's quite important to know how am I showing up? Is this me? Is this how I want people to speak to me? Is this my preference or is this me? Okay. You once you bring awareness to yourself, at least you know where to change. Okay. So for a C person, be patient. They ask a lot of questions. They could ask. They could ask ten thousand questions within an hour. That's just the way they are. They're very specific. And it's quite funny because see people could also go into the rabbit hole, just keep going, digging down, digging down, and they don't know when to stop. <clears throat> so some engineering folks could be, folks, software developers could be like that. Everything we just keep doing and doing it again. So being a Scrum Master, you need to bear that in mind when you're having conversations with them. Okay, so, you know, I did say, how am I showing up? So you need to ask yourself again. I think then you found out yourself, but I'll run through it again. And I want you to just, you know, check through. Am I confident, assertive, aggressive? Do I challenge the status quo? Maybe not necessarily in a bad way, but you're thinking, well, things can be improved. Let's ask the question. Why do we do, why do, we do what we do? Why are we doing it again? <clears throat> you like to be in control. You don't really like routine. Is this how I'm showing up now? And is this how, is this my default? Is it my preference? Um, high person. So I don't want it to say it's talkative, <clears throat> but it's just, you're happy to chat. You're happy to, you're happy to have a chat. You have stories to tell, yeah. There's always something to say. You're very optimistic. You encourage others a lot. You're fun to be around with. You're very sociable. Is this you? Or is this you? Loyal, reliable, good listener, mediator, everything should be peaceful, avoid confrontation. Or oh, are you the very, <clears throat> excuse me, organized, structured? There has to be a shadow, there has to be a plan. We are working towards a plan. You don't mind working alone, actually. Very quiet and reserved. Who are you? How do you come across? How do you show up? Right, so we've talked about pattern recognition in, in people and also including ourselves and our communication preferences. And once we know how to, once we know who we are and who the other people we're talking to, how they come across, how they show up, we're better able to have a deeper connection with them. We're able to build a, an effective relationship with them. Now, I know that people say that you don't have to have friends in the, in the, in the, in the workplace. You don't have to have friends. You know? You're not there to have friends. You know? You're not there to build families. Yeah, we don't have, you have to you could keep things professional, but you have to be effective in the relationship because we are sort of change. I see us as change agents. I see us as helping the business to generate revenue. And I know that the teams that you work with, if they're working together, if you're singing the same elm, driving towards the same direction, they do give, uh, it's, it's a power. It's a, you know, it's a, it's critical success factor for the business to generate revenue. So if you're having break, you know, uh, breaks and bridges and stuff in the, in the company, being able to be successful, being able to be able to, you know, generate revenue and continue to generate revenue will be a bit tricky. Very important as you as an agilist, whatever role you are in, knowing, knowing that people are different but predictably different, and you have the power 
not to control them, but to adapt yourself to them will give a better result. If you know that already you're ahead of the game, ahead of every other person's game, okay? Now, when we're dealing with people, there, this, there, there, there's a rule that says that two rules, golden rule and the platinum rule, I wonder if you know that, I'll show that in a bit, that says that you should treat everyone how you would like to be treated, okay? Maybe not, because in relationships, you need to treat others as they would like to be treated. Whilst somebody wants to be treated in a friendly way, the S, our S's like to be, you know, acknowledge them, treat them in a friendly way, be friendly. Your, your tone and your conversation with them should be friendly as opposed to confrontational to get them to act. You remember the quote, to get them, influence them to act. A deep person doesn't care about friendship. Let's, let's work through the results. What's the bottom line? You know, what's the facts? What's the figures? Where are we going next? What's happening? What's the plan? You know, they're very much, they're also fast paced. So there's no time of saying, okay, I think and I think and I am, no, this is what I'm doing. This is when I'm going to do it by, and this is the result. Potentially, I'll see you in the next two weeks. Okay. Treat others how they would like to be treated. So we already know, you know, from what we see, percentages of the D's and the S's and the I and the C's. If you, if you can, if you can read, read people and sort of put, understand how they come across, then it's better for you. It's good for you to be able to, to treat them. It will be effective and useful and informative to know how they like to be treated. And then you adapt your own communication preference to their style. Okay. So when communicating with other people, this is your cheat sheet. I did mention I was going to show you something, right? When communicating with people, other people, or go with the D first, okay? If they come out as an as confident, aggressive, feel free to take the snap the picture, please. Challenges status quo, likes to be controlled, dislike people. This is how you should adapt, okay? Even if you're naturally not a D, you need to just remember that you have to be brief. I remember facilitating um, a ritual. <laughs> Very funny. And I said, oh, we're going to start. I had an agenda because I thought it was necessary. We start with the icebreaker. We go through, you know, the what what we did. And uh, we, then we'll talk about what, what didn't go so well, what went so well. In a very nice and little game thing. And then we'll finish up with action points, three action points. So I called the group together. I said, okay, icebreaker. I thought everybody knew what icebreaker was. I said, icebreaker. Something very random, like, tell me the favorite food you like to eat when you were young and do you still like to eat it today? <laughs> and a few people talked but they talk about this, that, I don't like to eat anymore. We got to this D person and said, you know, can we just get to the agenda, please? Can we just cut all this off? <laughs> that, I, to be honest, actually, it took me off by surprise because I thought, really? It's a, it's a rich, it's meant to be fun. But this is a, a deep person showing up. And, and you're very, again, very direct. May not necessarily know that they are being, they could be rude sometimes or they come across being rude. Maybe that's not their intention, but they're just direct. Cut through the, to the chase, please. I don't want to get involved with icebreaker. Um, so be brief, uh, be direct, stay in the big picture. Don't share. Don't try and share all the details because it buzz them. And for decision, provide them with options. So just quite remember this. If you're a D person, however, talking to a D person, you know, we did say Ds are confident and assertive and aggressive. If a D talking to a D, be careful. The, the, the goal is not that you win in that conversation because Ds are very controlling. Like, this is what I want to do. And the other D person says, this is what I want to do. And then you have that friction going on. The goal is not to win. The goal is that we as a team. So it might be that your option wasn't taken, but at least you you leave the place feeling heard and acknowledged. The same with the other person. You make the person leave the place feeling heard and acknowledged. And that would only happen if you know how you show up and you can adapt your the way of showing up. Okay? Let's talk about the high people. You're talking to a high people, optimistic, encourages others, fun to be around with, very sociable, lovely people. If you are not an high, so you are D, S, and C, this is the way to 
converse with them. So you can imagine a D person is very direct and focused, action-oriented, talking to a high person. You'll get that friction because the high wants some fun in that conversation, but the D is not ready for all that. You get friction. Again, if you know yourself, you, you know, before you have that conversation with a dinner, can you please take a deep breath in and know that this is just 10 minutes of a little bit of fun. It's okay. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody. Very provide short, concise information in a friendly way. You might not be a friendly person as a deep person, but sorry, you have to just be friendly at that point in time and don't overwhelm them with data or too much information because they just lose track. Feel free to take the picture. Allow them to the opportunity to share ideas. Eyes are very, very, they, they have lots of ideas. I recall I was having um, a you know, kind of disc workshop with a, with, a, with a group and this SCS person was telling me that, oh, these, the high Ds, they are, there's an high person in the, she was an high DS actually, in the company and she has so many ideas, idea one, idea two, before the end of the day, she's come with a lot of ideas like, where is this coming from? It's just too much ideas. So, well, she's, and I said, well, she's free to share ideas. That doesn't mean it has to be done. You just write it down, you know. And you get the salespeople, marketing people saying, oh, well, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it. That doesn't mean we will do it. Well, you write it down in the backlog, okay? We'll go off and have a think about it. So, it's not to shut them down to say, sorry, that cannot be done right now. So, okay, fine. Let's jot this down. We'll park it. We'll view it at some point. Again, relationship. It's all about the relationship we're trying to build. Okay. If you're S person, this is how they come across. Loyal, reliable, good listener, avoids confrontation, and morbid mediator. If you're talking to them and you are not an S, you need to adapt yourself. Very pleasant, very less confrontational. Provide, if you're making changes, inform them, consult them so they, have, they feel they're brought along the, the journey. Otherwise, if they're, if they're S people, and they have high power and high influence and you're working on a project and you don't inform them from the get-go, you're likely to get the end of it there and they tell you no because they were not carried along when the project started, okay? And I believe that the, to whom much is given, much is expected. So if you know all these things, then you have, there's a lot on you <laughs> to adapt and ensure that other people are carried along, okay? If S and S are communicating, what a joy. If an I and I person to are communicating, what a joy. Sometimes you need to break the conversation though so that you can, they can get to do work. Um, see people, as they say, coming across, this is for you, Dana. <laughs> this, this is all about you. Um, sees analytical, organized, structured, works well with a schedule, prefers to work alone, quiet and reserved. A C person, because they're very data-driven, facts-oriented people, you need to focus on the facts. As little as, well, I caveating your information is so important and giving them something that is not fact-checked because you lose all the credibility in the world. They're just, they're just, that's just the way they are. So you're saying, well, I don't have all the details right now because they want, like to hear the details. I don't have all the details right now, but I'm working to have the details. It gives them peace of mind that at least you're doing something. As opposed to say, I don't know. I have no clue, you know. Um, so give them time also to analyze options. Again, the C people could be, they could go into the rabbit hole. So it's, you probably want to time box them as well. I have quite a few C people in the engineering team and they just go off and, you know, they're just checking and checking and wanting to build the next big thing that nobody knows about. <laughs> but it's just them. It's okay. It enables them to do their work, but because they're not aware and because they want to do the best and the best and the best, they just go in there. It's okay. You bring it out. Say it's That's why we have iterations. That's why we have sprints. That's why we are working agility. We are not waterfall where, but you have to wait until the end to provide something. Just enough information to do your work and just enough output to get feedback. It's all about encouragement. Okay, so once you've adapted your own, can you see my screen? Once you've adapted your own style for the D person, for the high person, for the S person, the C person, and they go away feeling and thinking that they were heard, and they go away feeling and thinking that they have a stake in the game, then you and them, wherever you are, you've achieved the goal, the we win. So feel and thinking. 
very important, very, very crucial, very important. Okay, any questions? No, not yet. Okay, so scenarios for you. I think I talked about this, so I'll go through it again. You are an IS. You know, we talked about the IS person. Your boss is a, is a DC. They are very they are very finicky with documentation and report taking. And documentation is not really your own forte as an IS. You're not a paperwork person, basically. Your boss is so pedantic and it drives you not. What do you do? This is a real life example though. <laughs> what do you do? Tell them as an IS, do you tell them, you know, I'm sorry, I can't, that is, I don't want to do that anymore. Get somebody else to do it. Or do you keep trying and trying and trying and you know that your DC person is very, their standard is very, very high. You probably cannot meet their standards anyway. Now you're trying, you're, you're really doing your job. You're trying your best here. It's not just good enough. And it's driving you nuts. What do you do? You have that conversation with them? Open up your mic and tell me what do you do. Would it make sense to look to uh, mirror that individual if he's direct? And so coming from a different place, just, just sitting down and saying, uh, I have a problem with this. Can we talk about it? Would that be agreeable or am I smashing heads? I will do the same. You know, and for me, it's setting the expectation. What is your expectation? Can I, reality is communication, right? Reality check. Can I ever meet your expectation? I'm sorry, I can't. So whether that leads to you leaving the job or finding somebody else to do the job, you know, but it's good to have that conversation. So this this number, this A1 was a real scenario and this RS person left the organization. Was shameful, was that bad? So it shows how, you know, it's for me, it's all conversation, communication, but if you get it wrong, it shows you how people feel, you know, if, if maybe if it shows how people feel and how we talk about the toxic, toxic environment, ETC, how they don't look forward to coming to the to work anymore. It's important. Yeah. You are a CS. You love details, obviously. You manage hardware pro projects and need to know operational stuff, stock and inventory, of course, because your hardware. The operational lead team is an IS. That's a typo, an IS. It never has real data. Okay. So, and this impacts your project's planning negatively. How do you go about it? So, well, you need, you need to know stocks, inventory, so you know when to order for supply stuff. You, you don't have supplies, you really cannot build. Or when you build, you then realize that halfway to delivery, you don't have stock in which it just messes up your project. What do you do? I would explain with maybe kind of a user story-like scenario, why this data is important. What happens when we don't have it? What happens all the way through the project, how it affects all of us on the team, how it affects our stakeholders, our customer, try and get them to understand from the whole perspective of it without just mentioning the details, but saying, you know, in their conversational, more social realm, you know, this is how it's going to affect the people and then follow up and say, you know, now, you know, what do you think about that? Kind of like, are you, are you understanding what I'm trying to get across? but without sounding rude to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Well then, thank you, Kristen. And you realize you have something in common, S and S. So it's that relationship that you want to leverage on. Because they, 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 they can be friendly. Oh, the IS really are friendly. Friendly and external, friendly and internal, like one-to-one. -one. So we can, if you can leverage on S and S, you probably get a lot more because then they have a stake in that friendship good friendship in the office um yeah but yes in a friendly way you you present that to them okay kids all right <laughs> moving on um so i'm inviting you you know i'm inviting you to take a personality indicator report it's it's it's, it's a 30 page report i know it's it's a lot uh, there's a lot about you 
not just a communication preference, but other things there. Um, you can keep reading and reading and reading and discover yourself and understand it. Oh, this is why I do the things I do. <laughs> this is why things, you know, gets me mad sometimes. This is why I get frustrated about other people. But again, with self-awareness comes being able to change and make change. So if you're not even self-aware, where do you start from? Where do you start from? Okay. So I'm inviting you to do that. If you want to send me an email there and we'll, uh, we'll take it forward. And then I want to give you the gift. Tomorrow is my birthday. I'm feeling so lucky. <laughs> I'm happy of starting a workshop in October. It's a world class workshop is about communication so i've talked about personalities right now i've talked about understanding preferences and adapting but when it comes to the content of what you're saying and how you say it there is some nuances you also need to be aware of okay communication really for me is that i have, I have kids in the, in the house communication i describe it for you for me, it's about putting cereals or cookies in every layer or section of your pantry or your shell so that everyone, no matter their height, can reach up to it without bending or stretching. So I have, a, I think I have a three feet or two feet tall and a five feet tall person. I have cookies in every layer of the shell. You might say that's duplication, but then do I get my outcome achieved? They go to the, they get down in the morning, they have their breakfast themselves. I'm not involved. That's my outcome. That's what I want to do. Do I achieve it? I achieve it. Okay. Each person can go in and pick up their cookies or their cereals and that's it. Good. So there is that. There is also the law, of, <clears throat> the, the many laws to, to, to talk about, like, excuse me, how do you appeal to their heart? How do you appeal to their heart before you appeal to their minds? Logic. You know, heart over mind. How do you connect with them? How do you how do you practice a lot of listening? So listening, listening to take in before you talk. So, so quite a few other things to do with 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 communication, which I am you know starting. Please, there are two options for for you here. Uh, Sunday starting October one to twenty ninth, five weeks Sundays or Tuesdays scan the code and just because you're here just because you've shown up just because i'm feeling lucky and generous i'm giving you a promo code so save that save 200 agile immunity for the people here today okay uh but it's it's gonna be a fun time i'm gonna yeah it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be a lot of learning and conversational conversation that we could share and bring in real life example real life data and walk through it understand what's relevant, understand what's framing. There's quite a few things to go through there in, in the five weeks. So please feel free to join in there. Okay. So as we close, I want you to identify one. I want you to identify and tell me what sticks in your mind from today that we've shared. What came across to you? So you're going to type it in the chart. Yeah, shoot for a few. It does. Good. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mike. Okay. Yes. Any more? Great. Communicating effectively with different styles mean you have to do some things differently. You do have to do some. Yes, yes, Christine, that's right. Yeah, people are predictably different. Okay, good. And what is one thing you have learned that you will do differently? Just one thing. One thing you've learned that you would do differently. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, you're going to be checking people out. Are you on high? Are you? Yes. Remember, it's not about boxing them in the corner. Yes, I like that. 
know when to show up. Yeah. Know that life is better when we be. Yeah. Yeah. Know how you show up. Yep. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Any more? If I move on. Okay. Well, that's it. <clears throat> that's it for me today. Thank you again. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. I can open up to questions now, I guess, up to Dave. But <laughs> you're welcome all. Thank you for thank you for joining and thank you for investing in yourself. It's very important. Um people sacrifice their time because you could be somebody else doing stuff. So people sacrifice their time to grow. You always get the benefits, you get the paid. It pays off. So well done to you too. Well done to you too. Thank you, Dr. Dave. Great. Yeah, no, this is great. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your time today. Um, this is, you know, I really enjoy this topic, communications. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not a big DISC fan, but I love the way you presented it this this time. So um, I, I just want to give you kudos for, for doing that work today and for everyone else who showed up here today. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.